Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thank you, Amy Walter. We appreciate the intro. I'm Cap. Breeze Man is with me. And we are here once again for another week of Growing in Grace. Thank you for sharing our podcast. It's good news. Everybody likes to hear good news. So let somebody else know what's going on in your life when it comes to the grace of God. How you doing, Mr. Breeze? I'm doing good, Mr. Cap. And uh, yeah, indeed, thanks to Amy <laughs> Walter. What, were, what, what, did I say something funny? Now you, or sad? I, you sounded a little... Your voice wasn't deep enough, but you sounded a little like Mr. Ed, the horse. The oh, horse. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Wilbur, Mr. <laughs> Ed, Mr. Hello. Cat. Hello. I'm Mr. Ed. But yeah, um, you mentioned Amy Walter um, doing our intro there, and not only does she have a great speaking voice, but a great singing voice, and I would, <laughs> I would challenge our listeners to uh, look up the band Fighter. It's from 20 years ago, but Amy Amy was the one of the lead singers. She was the female voice in the band Fighter. Do uh, you go to YouTube and look for "Bang the Drum," and you'll find several different tracks from that album from Fighter with uh, Amy on the lead vocals. Just really good stuff. The actual song "Bang the Drum." is an excellent one. She doesn't do the vocals on that one, but Total Freedom in Christ song. So check that out. The band, again, is called Fighter. Bang the Drum, the name of the album. They had some songs on the charts, too, Christian rock charts. Yep, back in the, was it late late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, I think you, you've got the right era there. All uh, right. Well, listen, Joel, I, I, I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. All I ask, Lord, is that I don't be misunderstood. As long as we're talking about old I music, I don't get that's that. for you classic rock lovers out there. I heard that song on the radio the other day, and I thought, hey, that's a pretty cool song. You know, there it's are some... a lot of good... And we could go off on a tangent, because <laughs> I'm thinking, now that you say that, I think there are a lot of great songs, not even in the Christian music world, a lot of great songs out there with a lot of great lyrics. But we won't go, necessarily go off in that direction, but a lot of good stuff, both in the Christian music world and not. Somebody asked me the other day, they were invited to a Bible study or a small group of some kind. They were instructed uh, beforehand, before they got there, to come with a Bible verse or passage of Scripture, a Bible verse that challenged them. <laughs> you ever had a verse that challenged you? I've got some. Jesus Here, let me give you wept. a couple. How about the entire book of Deuteronomy? <laughs> Leviticus. How, how, about, how about this one, Joel? Uh, Jesus in red letters. You shall be perfect like your Father in heaven. That, there's a challenge for you. Yeah, you know what? I was challenged by uh, if your right eye causes you to sin, cut it out, gouge, gouge it out. And I'm sitting here with one eye now because I faced that challenge straight on. <laughs> no, we can't even shake hands anymore. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, especially because it's your right hand that you're supposed to cut off. But yeah, yeah. I know where you're going with this, Cap. And uh, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it is good that uh, we're well, talking it's about gonna this It's going to turn stuff. out good. It's, exactly. It's like, it's like a movie. We're going to have a happy ending, right? <laughs> That's right. Growing in Grace is always full of happy endings every week. And we do it in 14 minutes, whereas a, a sitcom will do it in half an hour. 
takes yeah, half an hour to no do it. No commercials either. <laughs> yep, no commercials here. So, yeah, this verse just is really challenging me. God is challenging me with this scripture. And, you know, and usually when, when somebody says something like that, Cap, you know, it's it's... It's a performance thing. It's like I, I don't feel like I'm living up to a certain standard, and so I come across this verse in the Bible, and man, uh, I was doing so good. I was doing so good in my life, feeling good about God and his love for me, and then I came across this verse, and uh, it's just a challenge to try to live up to it. So, I, yeah, it's that's not what the, the Christian life is meant to be about. I mean, we are free. For free, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. By the grace of God, I am what I am. That's what Paul said. And so, uh, the challenge isn't. It shouldn't be a performance-based thing, but really, the struggle that we have in in our performance. It just shouldn't be there because we need to really rest in in, in order to know God and in order to. Uh, to know what our life in him is about. And so there's a big difference there between being challenged and being able to rest. Yeah, boy, you kind of hit it on the head there, though, because people are are, are challenged and, and they start thinking in terms of outward action and, and living up to certain rules that they feel have been placed on them in the Bible by God. And that's why I've talked to you about this before, Joel. Where I've come from over the last 15 years or so in my walk of grace and coming into a true freedom in Christ without the religion, that's a beautiful place to be, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I know that in the big scheme of things, I haven't really come that far, but it sort of seems like it to me. And then I, I hear you know, people who are still kind of stuck back where I, I was, and I'm not saying I'm better than them. I'm not even saying I know more than them. I'm just more aware of what Christ has done and what has been provided to me through him than, than some people who may be still stuck in a place where they have no idea who they are in Christ. And so they're kind of just still stuck in this little religious treadmill thing. And, and, and so I don't mean to sound like I'm superior, so don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. having said that, I feel like what we're talking about here in regards to how we see the Scripture, it's like a different paradigm. It's not even just a difference of opinion or a different point of view. It's just so different from where they see the Scripture compared to where I can see it now based on where I am mm-hmm. and, and the understanding that I have in this true, uh, glorious gospel. Now, I heard somebody say, and this was from the pulpit one time, Joel, where they, they sometimes didn't feel like reading the Bible because it would remind them that they're always falling short so often. Mm. And they were trying to be transparent, and, and I appreciate that, but just a wrong a wrong approach to the Scriptures. This Bible here in front of me right now, here on the front, it says, Holly Bibble. And <laughs> I, I think we ought to just put something on there that just says good news, big and bold, <laughs> because the Holly Bibble, Holy Bible, it scares people. And even Christians sometimes, all they see... Again, not understanding who they are in Christ, don't know their identity very well. All they see is how they're falling short all the time, how they're not able to live up to the expectations. So they're looking at the Scriptures in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, give, a, I guess, a practical example, something that uh, I've been open about in, in the past on my blog and everything. Uh, the, the whole uh, hus- you know, husbands love your wives. That can be... <clears throat> 
looked at in two different ways. It can be looked at as a rule that I need to follow. And man, I am struggling. You know, there's been times in my life I'm struggling in a certain area of loving other people, loving my wife, loving my family, doing, uh, you know, providing everything that they need. And, and I feel like I'm falling short as a husband, as a father, and, and, and in so many ways. And I can look at it from that perspective. The, the scriptures tell me to love my wife and, and do all these things, and I'm just struggling with it. Or I can look at it from the perspective of the good news. Uh, I can read the scriptures, and wow, what a great thing that Christ can do in and through me. He can love other people. If I struggle and strive to try to do that, I'm going to fall short. I'm, I'm always going to be falling short. But if I let go of it as being an expectation that God has of me, or being a rule that I have to follow, and instead rest in, in what you were talking about earlier, Cap, what Christ has done for us, who I am in him, and come to that place where I'm resting in that. And it's not going to be a struggle to do all these other things. I'm still going to be falling short in living those things out, but I don't have, that's not the perspective that I have. That's not where I'm looking at things. I'm looking at who I am in Christ and what he's doing in and through me. Yes, yes. Instead of placing the focus on our efforts and our works, you know, self-image uh, will determine our behavior. Remember what James said about looking in the mirror, and sometimes a man will look in the mirror, walks away from the mirror, and forgets what manner of man that he is? Self-image will determine how we behave. And so if you think... Uh, that God is one who demands this perfect for performance, like a lot of people who are reading the scripture, like kind of like what we were talking about earlier. If you think God demands this perfect performance out of you before he's going to give you his love and acceptance, then that's what you'll be transformed into. You'll be transformed into that image. And if you believe in a fault-finding God, a God who is always, you know, finding things that uh, you're doing wrong or not living up to, then you'll become a fault-finding person. If we believe in a God who, who uses people, and I mean that in, in a negative way, then you'll use people. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things, Joel, where if you grow in relationship with him, you'll become relationship-oriented. You, yeah. will, you will become, uh, you know, the, the image of, your, of yourself that you have. The image that you'll have is going to be based on how you think God sees you. And that's the importance, again, of understanding who we are in Christ and what he has given to us through him with unconditional love and acceptance. And uh, we can give that to others, too, uh, when we begin to believe that. Yeah, I think that's true. That whole foundation being different, and, and it kind of along with this goes this whole idea of God is convicting me of this or that. You know, kind of this, going back to my example, I could have this mindset, God is convicting me to love my wife more, to love my kids more. God has convicted me, and that would stir up in me the whole idea that I'm falling short, and that would end up being what my focus is. And so what I think what we're saying here is that, no, God's not convicting you to do that stuff. Your mindset, your false mindset is convicting you, but really what the truth is is that God is in you. Christ is your life, and as you rest in him— not instantly, but 
over a period of time, you'll begin to see various things happen in your life that you never could have done by yourself, that you never could have done if it was simply a matter of God convicting you or you being challenged by a Bible verse to do something. So bottom line for me is, again, going back to Christ and him crucified, Christ in us, our hope of glory, Christ in us, the one who wills and acts in us to do, you know, according to God's own pleasure. Yeah, and as we begin to understand, believe, and grow in these things, grace, or life, which is grace, will flow through us, and we'll be able to live in the way that God would have us live. But it's not based on our efforts or our willpower. It's just based on believing the accomplishment that has already been successful, the the accomplishment of Christ on the cross and his resurrection. Ah, that's right, Cap. The finished work of Christ, sufficient for us. Uh, We can rest in that. And, you know, we're going to take a little bit of a turn uh, next week, a little bit of a change in direction. Obviously, we normally focus on our identity in Christ, the secure, solid foundation that we have in God's grace. Now, we're not going to leave that behind at all, but here's something that I guess we don't normally address, and a lot of grace people don't necessarily like to address this issue, but Paul did address the issue of sinful and ungodly behavior in the church. And uh, now, when people committed sinful and ungodly behavior, were they out of God's grace? Uh, Was their secure standing no longer secure? Of course not. Of course they still had this relationship with Christ, but Paul did have some things to say about behavior that wasn't necessarily godly. And so we'll talk a little bit about that next week. Hopefully shed some light on that from a grace perspective next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.